Sundown, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Welcome back to the show. Luke Lipinski here with you. Time to talk a little hockey. And when we do that, I like to bring on this next guest who I actually uh, host a podcast with here on ArizonaSports.com. Craig Morgan of AZ Coyotes Insider joining us right now on the Coulter Automotive Group Sportsline. Craig, how you doing? I'm sorry. Have we met? Um, you know, it feels like it's been like a year since I've seen you, but I feel like we've met you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's been a bad year. In fact, we're celebrating. I, we're not celebrating, but we're honoring one year passing, right, of uh, the last game of last season with the Coyotes in Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. It's, yeah, road game was, it was March 9th of 2020, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was the last time I ate out at a restaurant, actually. Yeah, I guess the last time I went to a grocery store. I do remember recording a podcast with you a day or two days later. It was right before everything stopped, and you showed, yes. up, you showed up with pizza and hand sanitizer, and I knew we were going to party. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that vividly. Thank you for bringing that up. It yeah. was Rosati's pizza, and yes, it was a. A big bottle of hand sanitizer. Yeah, a big <laughs> bottle of hand sanitizer and sadness. And as I recall, the lights in that studio weren't working that night either. So it was just yeah, yeah. we had like one light on. I think I think it was literally one light on. Yeah, it it was a uh, was it was a preview of the upcoming year, which now finally wraps up on uh, Thursday, and hopefully we start getting back to normal. Um, okay, so we are now a good chunk of the way into this Coyote season, not quite halfway, but we are we're coming up on the halfway point. Big win last night over Colorado. They've beaten every team in the division at least once. They're right there in the playoff race, but we have to start in net. What are you hearing as far as Darcy Kemper? Well, I'm hearing he's going to be out a while. Uh... I don't think they have a, a fixed timeline on it yet, but it's at least two weeks. It could be as long as four weeks, Luke. Um, it, it's not a good situation, obviously, with a, a shortened, condensed season, and they are uh, in a really difficult part of that schedule right now um, with this two-week road trip where they have to play Colorado a lot and Minnesota a lot. So it's terrible timing. It's never a good timing to lose your starting goaltender, but this is going to be a major test for this team. Yeah, the three games against Minnesota coming up this weekend or, or into early next week, those are probably the, the most important games of the next month because you got to beat Minnesota. But like you said, they play Colorado four times in the next couple of weeks too. I want to ask about Antti Ranta because every time I have this conversation with somebody who's just kind of casually following hockey and the Coyotes, I, I always seem to get the, the question back of, wait, so do we like Ranta or do we not like Ranta? And it's a complicated answer, Craig. So why don't you enlighten us on, on how confident you are in Antti Ranta if he has to step in for, say, three weeks? Well, you mean you, you have to be confident in Antti Ranta when he's actually in net because his numbers say you should be confident. He's been an elite goaltender when he plays. The problem is he doesn't play a lot. He gets hurt a lot. He's had three minor injuries already this season, and we know his history in Arizona. So when you're looking at a condensed schedule and a lot of games in a short period of time, Antti Ranta's not going to be able to play all these games. They know that now. Rick Tocchet talked about that today. They're going to have to manage the situation. So Aiden Hill is going to have to play some games as well. When this whole season started, I, I, I talked to a few goaltending experts around the league, uh, Kevin Woodley, Kevin Weeks, uh, Jamie McLennan were three of them, about the goaltending situation in this division. And they all felt that one, two, three, the Coyotes had the best goaltending situation in the division. 
Well, that's going to be put to the test right now because Antti Ranta and Aiden Hill are both going to have to play a lot of games. Yeah, and it's a good point, too, because usually goalies, you don't care one through three. You only care one and two at the NHL level. But with the craziness of this season, that third goalie comes into play. We've already seen it. Aiden Hill, you know, even Aiden Hill, if he has to be your number two for three weeks or whatever, I feel relatively confident in him. But, you know, like you said, this, the schedule is going to get tough here, and they're in a tough division, too. Um, I want to ask you about some of the other players, what we've seen so far from them this season. And I want to start with Jacob Chikrin, who it's funny at the time when the Coyotes signed him, I know you and I talked about it and we love the deal. You're getting a guy with, with, with huge upside at 4.6 million a year and you're locking him up for a while. I know there was people that were kind of like, yeah, what are you signing him for? He's, you know, he's been an injury risk up at, at that point. But Craig, now you have a guy that is looking like one of the best young defensemen in the entire NHL signed to a ridiculous deal through 2025. It's funny you mention him because I'm writing something on him this week. Uh, I talked to him today. I, I actually talked to Tim Bernhardt, their former director of amateur scouting as well, to go all the way back to that draft and, and what they saw in him when he was actually dropping in the draft after being ranked in the top five most of the year, and, and they actually had a chance to get him at number 16. But I remember when he signed that deal that you're talking about. I, I was in Detroit to cover a game, and he was just coming back from an injury. And they signed him to this lengthy deal, and people thought they were insane. But now when you look at this deal with what he's doing, he's be- clearly become one of the top defensemen in the league. He's there in points. He's there in goals. And if you, if you like analytics, expected goals is one of the best analytics out there. And Jacob Chikrin is either number one or number two in that category right now. So he is driving offense. He's doing a lot of good things for them. When you look at that contract now, I mean, we've talked about some of the best contracts in the league. Duncan Keith had it for a while. Um, Roman Yossi had it for a while. Jacob Chikrin is probably in that class now where he's going to be a bargain contract for a long time. Yeah, and you know we were talking about this at the game last night. The crazy thing is he's only 22 years old. Usually defensemen don't even really find their footing in the NHL till they're you know maybe 22, 23. He stepped in as an 18-year-old in his draft year and was already getting valuable experience. And now, I mean, $4.6 million, I don't know how to put that in perspective if, if anybody's not a huge hockey fan. But that is an absolute steal for a guy that looks like a number one defenseman right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. And it, you look, you, you, I, I talked a lot about his offense, and, and we've all seen that. That's the easiest thing to watch. But his defensive details have improved so much, and he'll be the first to admit that there's, there's room for growth there. But he's very aggressive at closing guys out. We've seen that big sweep check with the stick that, that seems to neutralize a lot of players. He's just doing a lot of good things on the ice. And, I mean, you look at the minutes, you look at the situations he's playing now, it's clear that they are – putting their trust in him as their number one guy. Yeah, there was a play last night where he was below the Colorado net, and because of his speed and just positioning, he was able to get back and prevent any sort of... He ended up forcing an offside on Colorado the other way because he just he recovers so quickly that he can take those offensive chances. And I remember looking through scouting reports that year. That was the year Austin Matthews went number one overall. At the start of that that season leading into that draft, Chikrin was projected to go two or three in a lot of those, and then he, he dealt with the injuries and everything. So the Coyotes got a steal there. Now, on the other side of the, the spectrum of players that they have signed for a while, the one that's the most dangerous contract is certainly Clayton Keller. He's getting paid a lot more than Chikrin. He's a wing, which is not typically what you want to pay for, and he's been pretty inconsistent up until lately. So this season, Craig, I would say it's it's a nice trend for the Coyotes that the guy who got paid is getting better instead of kind of just sitting back and collecting money. Yeah, absolutely. And look, there's, there's more that, that Clayton Keller can do, and I, I do think playing with some others is helping his offense, but he's doing a lot of things that you'd like to see. He's got 16 points, I believe, in his past 15 games. So from a productivity level, 
That's what you're looking for from a guy who's getting paid that kind of money. You have to produce on the score sheet when you're a player like Clayton Keller. And for a good stretch now, a consistent stretcher, he's been doing that. Can he sustain it for the rest of the season? We'll see. But this is, this is probably the most promising stretch in his NHL career that I can remember. It's really him taking it by the horns and, and showing up and, and producing on, on a consistent basis. And some of the things that you're seeing from him, I really like some of the, the plays that he's making in the offensive zone where he can come out of the corners and, as Rick Tockett put it, roll high and, and make a play, find a guy, and create really dangerous scoring chances. And a lot of those are coming in crunch time, too. So it's a good sign for, for a guy from which they obviously need a whole lot. Yeah, that was definitely the deal that worried me the most. And, you know, look, he's being paid $7.2 million a year, basically. So even, even the pace he's producing at this season, they probably, like you said, need more from him. But it, this is at least a big step in the right direction. Uh, Craig, last one for you. Oliver ekman Larson missed 10 games this season. But he's Rick Tockett made a point of of how much they need offense from the blue line earlier this year, and in 15 games, OEL does have 11 points. What have you seen from number 23? Still too much inconsistency. There are nights like last night where you see the value that he can bring when he's on top of his game. I thought he was good on both ends of the ice. He obviously had that big play getting a puck to the net for the goal, uh, uh, Johan Larson, but they need to see it more consistently from him. They need him to be more dynamic along the blue line, walking the blue line, getting shots through. And, and they can't afford some of the defensive miscues that we've seen from Oliver, whether it's, you know, a mental mistake or a technique mistake. He's just had too many of those. Um, and look, I know it, it, ultimately you get judged because of your pay sometimes, but he's also the captain of this team. He can't be making those sort of mistakes. So I think they're looking for more consistency from OEL. Yep. Craig Morgan, great stuff as always. You can find his stuff on azcoyotesinsider.com. And nobody knows more about the Coyotes than Craig Morgan. You can also find him on the Natural Hattrick podcast with me. It's a good show. You should listen to it. Craig, thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Luke. Take care.